Welcome to the Next Level Woman podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lisa Hart, the results manifestation coach for women. I am on a mission to help them just like you to break through your limiting beliefs, your old programming and paradigms to truly manifest a life that you want, not what everyone else in your world and in society tells you that you should have, but what you want. You are in for such a treat because what we're going to be doing in this show is to help you unlock the secrets to manifesting that life. Where those secrets exist, they exist in your mind. And our goal through these episodes is to really help you unlock the secrets to take your life to the next level to manifest a life that you love. So whether you want more money, more freedom, to have more impact, better relationships, you want better health, happiness, whatever your goal is, we are here to support you in achieving it. Tune in to this podcast every single week like it's your job, because I promise you, it's going to create massive change in your life. So let's do this. Hey there, welcome back to Next Level Woman. For uh, today, we're continuing with Tessa Greenspan. Oh, by the way, I'm Dr. Lisa Hart, your host. Tessa Greenspan is one of St. Louis's most influential entrepreneurs, leaders, motivational speakers, best-selling authors, encourager, marketing strategist, team builder, social media expert, anti-aging and health advocate, and a lover of life. She's an example of and shows people how to live at peak potential. She has overcome seemingly impossible obstacles in order to survive and thrive. After 28 years of developing Whole Foods-like grocery stores, Tessa is now in the next chapter of her life. She's teaching about resilience, overcoming obstacles, and how to live full out, loving life and having fun. Her number one best-selling book, From Outhouse to Penthouse, is available on Amazon. Her website is tessagreenspan.com. Welcome back, Tessa. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I want to hear about your entry into being a businesswoman. I think that's another very interesting story, right? It is. I think that it's really important, though, for me to sort of continue sure. what shaped me. Uh, and then I love business. Absolutely Excellent. love business. Uh-huh. And I mentor a lot of women in business too. I mean, so mentor, not, I don't coach. Uh, I don't want to be responsible um, for that. But after uh, when my mother had her leg amputated and we were on welfare and she was going to school, uh, next to us was a woman, a grandmother uh, had two children, not had two children, but was watching two children. Well, her son was in the army. So when he came home, he met my mother and they fell in love and they got married. So now there were four children and then she had a husband. So he was in the service and so he was stationed in Japan. And so all of us went to Japan while he was in the service which was really, uh, it was an adventure, a really great adventure too, I might say. I mean, living in another country, as you know, is really 
eye-opening in many ways. And this was a very long time ago. Anyway, there were four children. There was a problem. My mother had a problem with picking out good men. He was an alcoholic, actually, and it got worse when we were in Japan. And my mother would have to say, run kids and other kinds of things. And it just got worse. And actually, he um, was released from the service after, you know, we were in Japan, I think a year and a half or so. And uh, he, it had gotten so bad that he got a medical discharge. So uh, it got worse. He, his drinking got worse. And my mother um, went to work and supported him. And eventually he just laid on the couch and drank and he would have the DTs. I mean, it was really a terrible thing. I couldn't bring anyone home. And it was just really a, a very, very uh, unhappy um, situation. And I left as soon as I could because it was awful. And, and, you know, her thing was being consistent and working to try to help a person or whatever, but she worked. Now, here's this woman that has an artificial leg that's going out and working, supporting this man. And so, again, I, I left. And so it really then was able to go to school and then worked. I Actually, I worked at StatTab uh, and went to California visiting my aunt. So a lot of different things and then came back to St. Louis, and I met my husband, and we were rather young, and but he was really such a, a role model as far as stability. His family was stable. You know, he worked at the same job. He was with his mother in a grocery business, and just very fun and funny, and it was really a great thing. So we got married, and we had two children and I worked at, at our, we, we bought a store, a, a farmer's market when my son was uh, 26 days old. So my son was first, 15 months uh, difference in the two children. Uh -huh. And so then he started working all the time. I mean, he was such a, a responsible and cared about his family, but wanted to provide the best. And, and so I would go to the store uh, and work part-time and learned a lot then. So then my children were a little bit older, and but I'll stop and say I wanted to be the best mother that I could possibly ever be. Mm -hmm. I wanted to always give my children far more. So I became studying, I began studying uh on the best way to raise children. And one of the books that I read was Children the Challenge by Rudolf Drackers, which is a long time ago. Then I became group leader in teaching other parents about uh, raising children, giving them choices instead of telling them what to do. And again, my goal was to be the very best and to learn everything I could on being the best mother that I could possibly be. And that was really, uh, I started on a lifelong learning in many areas, not just, but mostly the brain, the mind, what makes us, and, and really learning to love ourselves, all of these things. And so my children were growing up a little. Then we get into the business part. My husband and I had a store and I was looking, My, but I'll back up just a minute and say, my mother eventually divorced this man that was an alcoholic. 
and she lived with me part time. She always worked like at the girls' home in different places, but she would come on her days off. My sister now decided, you know, hers was probably what was wrong with me too, but she was so insecure in so many ways, she couldn't even go in a room. So she started drinking in, when she was 13 years old. By the time she was 14, she was really an alcoholic. And how, how it all began, I don't even know, and where she even got it. So that started her on a, a downward path for all of her life. And she married and had uh, two children, and then they became alcoholics. And so it's really, you wonder, wow. isn't it? You wonder how and what but she abandoned her children actually and um, became even a heroin addict after a bit but it was really a not good but i tried to do everything i could help her so my goal was to help my sister's children who she eventually abandoned them they lived with another person and so i was looking for a way to make extra money for my mother and my sister's children to provide school and everything. They lived with uh, her ex-husband's family. And so that was really my motivation to find ways that I could start helping and not taking away from my family. Right. So I we serviced in my husband's store. We had a huge cooler in the back and we serviced a lot of peddlers, a lot of people who drove trucks and sold on the corners or, or had a special place, the fresh fruit and produce. So when looking for something else to do, I said, I looked at these men and they were making a lot of money. And I said, I can do that. So I bought a big bread truck now, there was a little problem. I could not drive a stick shift. Oh, my. But I learned really quick. I rented an empty corner in about 20 miles away. That was a gravel lot, nothing but a gravel lot. And I was in business. I set up on milk crates and then plywood. I built a, a A-line, A-frame. I made the signs, daily signs, and I started and had a great business. It was a four-way stop. You know, choosing the right place, too, was really big. You can't do it on a dead-end street or something. So four-way stop, and little by little, I built a big business. My mother lived with me and watched my children. I was able to make quite a bit of money and help her because she was watching my children and to provide school clothing and and different things for my to my niece and nephew. So it was a it was a win-win. And I learned so much. That was really where I learned so much about business more than any other time. I learned, you know, that there's a better side to fruit and produce than, you know, just like people. There's a better side to fruit when they're towards the sun than the other side. So there were so many really wonderful lessons in this. I did it for five years in a row. Worked from April um, th through October every year. 
And that's really where I learned probably more about business than any other. I mean, it just really, when you're thrown into things, you know, uh -huh. you think or swim, but, but I found ways. I, I would make the sign with a shoe polish, a white shoe polish, and then I would spray it the next day. So lots of different things. And the kids in the neighborhood, I hired them to come and help me unload the 100-pound sacks of potatoes and all of these things. And so it worked out. And actually, I absolutely loved it. It was being an entrepreneur, which I hadn't even thought of that. But that's where I learned a lot about business, about marketing, about a lot of different things. And so that was a good season in my life. Mm -hmm. And then did you take what you learned there back to the grocery that you owned yes how does how does that go so uh we sold my husband sold a store and went into the wholesale end buying wholesale and uh i then uh was looking for something to do and so i approached several men i went at the store in in st louis i approached some um people that own some grocery stores a chain in belleville illinois and so i approached them and i said would you like to, to partner with me with a fruit and produce place in st louis and they said yes so our agreement was that they would run the store because they had a lot more experience than i did and so i was going about my merry way i went was really involved in charities and doing a lot of things was not paying attention at all so 1981 is when we opened the store and actually october 30th 1985 they wanted a meeting they handed me the keys and said they were declaring bankruptcy that turned my wow. life, turned my life around it was sort of blindsided but on the other hand i really encourage i stop at this point and i say always pay attention don't let anybody run your business or always be involved you watch the books you do all of this and it, it's really part, part part of my fault because i wasn't paying attention but it's really so important to watch everything do not in any way shape or form let another person take total control of your store so i wasn't paying attention well, when I got into the books more, I saw that there were many ways that they declared, siphoned a lot of money, mm. uh, many, many different ways. They would sell something to the store that was maybe $500 that they would sell it for 5000 Many other kinds of things. They would get one vendor and make it go as high as it, then switch vendors. And so I decided that I couldn't leave that debt. So the amount of debt in today's money was a million dollars. So I decided that I was going to do my best to pay off because these were all small vendors that I knew and that I needed to do everything I could to see that I could pay off. And so I say, by the grace of God, a lot of hard work, really working night and day many times, I eventually paid off every single penny. So the people you had been in business with who were running the stores had intentionally done that. Yes. Wow. And then you paid it off. How long did it take you to pay it off? 10 years. But you didn't just pay it off. You really went on to huge success, yes. right? 
Yeah. So then uh, the store was doing very, very well. And then I uh, decided that either it was small. So really either close it or have something much bigger because it was limited the amount of things that they had. So I was went to there again. I learned, I went to a small business development center at St. Louis U and learned how to put a, um, a business plan together and a, a lot of other things. And so then I got another loan, which was close to a million dollars in today's money and opened a store that was three times the size. So I had a lot more product that that I it was the first store was like a second stop store with just limited amount of things. I but see. the second store you could get just about anything. Got it. Wow. And then once you learn how to turn something like that around, you that's just part of you. You you know those business skills. It's true. It's and and I say that many times we learn far more by the difficult times and by the struggles than we do if we just learn from a textbook. Oh, I think that's absolutely right. Doing it, being in the in the arena is really mm -hmm. so important. So I opened a store that was, as I said, three times the size. It that was like starting all over again though, because I had just gotten another loan and just it was it was a, a lot of money dug in. So I have a lot of different uh, things that I did that I didn't know that was cutting edge and above so much more above anything that I really knew. But it was out of it was important for me to find a way to be able to have buy something that was less money that I could make profit with. And so mm -hmm. I did that. And I had a lot of different things and ways. And if anybody's in business, I, I will say a few things that I feel are very, very. Oh, please. I was going to ask you if you could share some business advice with the women who are yeah. listening. Well, first, I will say charity is good for business. No matter what business that you're in, decide what charity that you always what you not just because it's good business, but because you're passionate about that particular charity. And the first thing when I opened the store. Uh, I had somebody build a wishing well, and I chose a different charity every single month. And so the goal was uh, I would match up to $400 that month. And though the agreement with the charity, and they all had to be 501c3, was that they tell all of their um, people with their newsletter that you can, you know, donate uh, to Sapping the Farmer's Market at no purchase necessary and whatever monies are collected they get it on it is i will match it up to four hundred dollars which was a really a, a good deal for everyone and though when we got the end of to the end of the month i had this big you could write off of check that i had made and i would put the amount and the name of the charity and then the person who was head of it would come in and we would take a photo. So that in itself was so good because I got a lot of publicity for it. Uh -huh. I wasn't doing it for that at first at all. Uh, that wasn't the reason, 
I just wanted to give back. And I didn't tell the story about the time that we didn't have any food. But just I wanted to give back. I, and that was one way. It really worked out so good. So good. Got a lot of publicity and a lot of new customers, as a matter of fact. So even if you have an accounting office, you know, you can have a canned food drive at times. You can do a lot of things, be involved in that charity. And that makes you more visible, mm -hmm. first of all. But be involved in that charity, be on a board. Also find other ways, you know, this month, whatever money you put into something, you know, I'll match it. Or a lot of different ways, being creative. And I didn't realize it until way after the fact, but I was very creative in different methods. Hey, before you go, I hope that you loved this episode. I would love it if you could do me two quick favors. First, make sure to subscribe to Next Level Woman. That way, you will get notified when the new episodes are coming out. So definitely subscribe to follow us. The other thing that I would love for you to do is to join us in my Next Level Manifestation Facebook group. This is an awesome place off the podcast platform where you can ask questions. I do free trainings and share very helpful resources there too. You're going to love it. And it's a great place to also find other women who are going after big dreams and getting great results. Links are in the show notes or go to lisahart.com, L-I-E-S-A-H-A-R-T-E.com. L -I -E -S -S -A -H -A -R -T -E